This morning's scripture reading comes from the third chapter of the book of Matthew, verses 13 through 17, telling us about the baptism of Jesus. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. Then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good to be here again today. It always is. Even on the bad days, it's a great day to be here. I'm Steve Olson. I'm a minister in this church, also under the four-way covenant, chaplain at Pikes Peak Hospice. See a few families I've attended and helped, and some I've worked with. So, good. Good to be with you. In 1974, I volunteered at Head Start in downtown Denver, west side of downtown, just a senior in high school. This thing's flying around a little bit. If it can't hear me, just raise your hand or don't throw tomatoes, whatever. Okay, good. So I was a senior in high school, and I just went and volunteered at Head Start. When I got there, I wondered, what would I do as a young man? I didn't think my good looks would get me anywhere with what I was about to do, but they told me, come with a short sleeve on your short sleeves on your shirt. Found that kind of interesting. And the reason for it is he ushered me to a chair. And there, kids started to crawl on me. And these are kids that had so little skin contact. They'd hardly ever sat on the lap. And that skin contact was so needed. Just like the studies of the children in orphanages, if they're not held, given that contact, they do not thrive. And these kids needed that just even to get a good head start. Spiritual growth is much the same way. Spiritual growth is about connection. It's about touching. It's about being held together in the body of Christ, the family of God, here. And here we hold each other. And it starts with our Heavenly Mother, our Heavenly Father, and the baptism in Jesus, that which kicks off, initiates his ministry. Matthew uses these words, this was in accordance with his eternal purpose that he carried out in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have access to God in boldness and confidence through faith in him. Jesus' baptism is part of God's eternal purpose. We know that purpose, the storyline of the Bible. And the storyline of the Bible starts out with being with God and then being cut off from God. And God in his love and his desire 
He desired to get us back again, that we would not be those orphans. He started with one man, Abram, and from there a nation, but it was a small nation. At Jesus' baptism, it was an announcement that this now is a global event. This is where it comes out like a stream in the mountains and a narrow chasm to flooding out onto the plains, out onto everyone. Today in the life of the church, we celebrate that baptism, and Jesus himself described why. He said it is to fulfill all righteousness. That word righteousness is a It's always been a passion of mine, studying righteousness. In the Old Testament, it's the Hebrew word tzaddik. New Testament, dikaios. I'm always cautious here not to give a theological lecture, though I'm tempted, but that's not what I'm paid for. A number of us were in a Sunday school class last year and a couple of times before that where we had videotapes about theology. And one of them was Nadia Boltz-Weber, who talked about that righteousness. And she said, I do not believe, and I don't want to believe in a God who is just angry. His anger is burning, and he needs to take his anger out on us or on his son. That is the old traditional way of understanding righteousness. God's wrath, because we are violators of law, God's law. And do you know that is not the essence of those words, dikayah, sadik. The essence and the root of those words mean actually acceptance. God accepts us. The old theological pictures is actually of a courthouse, which came through the Roman influences. Blind blind mother or, or, or lady justice. We commit a crime. We need to get that balance back. God had to put a son on there to get that balance back. But that is actually not that biblical. It is acceptance or God gets us back again. Justice in the Bible is often not blind. It is quite partial. It's quite partial for the weak. It's quite partial for people like us who need help, even when we don't deserve it. It's in Jesus that we see that acceptance now, that partiality of God. These are, I I will get you back. I will make you my family. Jesus goes to the Jordan River, and he's empowered by the Holy Spirit David was empowered by the Holy Spirit when he had a slingshot. Samson was empowered by the Holy Spirit when he took out the jawbone of an axe and killed all those people, enemies of God. Now Jesus marked as God's special envoy, and he says right from heaven, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. It is in Jesus now we have the connection. Peter saw that. One day Peter was given by the 
direction of the Holy Spirit, connection with a man named Cornelius. Here's a Roman. Somebody not circumcised. Somebody not of the lineage of Abram. But Peter looked. This is one of the other readings for today, by the way. Acts 10, 34 through 43. Peter begins to speak. I truly understand now when he's looking at this Gentile who's one of God's children. He says, I truly understand that God shows no partiality. But in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable. Accepted to him. You know the message he sent to the people of Israel, preaching peace by Jesus Christ. Now he is Lord of all. So Peter connects the baptism of Jesus directly with, it is us. It's a good thing. I'm not Jewish by my heritage. I'm Dutch mostly and a little French. I haven't done 23andMe yet, and I'm not planning to. But I know that I'm not Jewish. In Jesus, we get the arms of a teenager sitting in the chair at Head Start. We get that growth now. We get that connection. We get the ability to be vital now, not dead in sin. I am a hospice chaplain at Pikes Peak Hospice. And a lot of times I'm asked the question, well, what is spiritual? What is spiritual care? What is spirituality? I tell them it's simple. It's connection. It is being connected to that which is beyond yourself and bigger than yourself and gives you meaning. Spirituality. Some of them say, I am spiritual, but I'm not religious. Most of the people who say that to me are people who have been hurt by the church. It always grieves my heart when I hear that. They look at the church and they see a church that is judgmental. Even this week, I've had, as a story just repeats too often, a patient who has refused the sacraments because 30 years ago they divorced an abusive spouse. And as they're approaching the end of life, they want the sacraments, God's presence. Or people told they are guilty of breaking God's law because of their sexual orientation, even though they've done nothing wrong. God made them. The church must turn itself around and say the church has got to be about connection where the true spirituality is. Jesus is the one who makes us all acceptable. He connects us with our Creator God, and then we become connected to each other and to our creation. And I challenge us at first congregational church here, Colorado Springs, to work on connection. That's when we grow spiritually. I was asked to preach on how, do, how does first congregational church help me grow spiritually? It's in connection. Connection, connection. Jesus comes and makes us acceptable. He says, you're mine. You're connected to me now for eternity. Man, I love that. 
That's changed the way I hike. That's the way, changes the way I gather with you folks. It changes it all. My life's journey now is that awareness that I am one of God's children and God loves us. I heard that when I was a kid, little boy. Jesus loves me, this I know. But you know, sometimes I don't need just the Bible to tell me. Sometimes I love to experience it, which I did a number of years ago. October 31, Halloween, 2002. My wife has taken my youngest daughter to look at colleges. And so I had been home alone for a week, and I went hiking at the Garden of the Gods on a beautiful autumn day. One of those days, it's golden in the best sense of the term. You could feel it. You could smell it. And the park was empty because people were home carving pumpkins and putting on costumes and so I didn't mind singing out loud, and I just started to sing a Thanksgiving song I had sung all my life, a song that invites not only me, but all these, the whole creation to thank the Creator. Let all things now live in a song of thanksgiving to God the Creator, triumphantly raise, who fashioned and made us, protected and stayed us. And a miracle started to happen. Two stellar jays landed six feet away from me. Blue bodies and black heads, beautiful. Then some robins and some sparrows. And then some rabbits actually came out. I said, oh man, maybe there is reincarnation. I'm seeing Francis. And then deer actually started walking toward me and stood just a little bit off. And some rabbits. And I'm singing and they're not, they're coming closer. And then the coyote came out and sat down and listened for less than four, minutes, or four seconds and decided the rabbit was supper. I felt God leaned over to me and said, I love you. This is a moment of grace. Boy, that empowers me even now. You know it? This connection with the God who accepts us. Not just a judge on a throne, but a mother, a father. It says, bless you, bless you. I had that two years ago. I was really having a bad stretch family health issues, and it was the first Tuesday after the daylight savings time in March. I hate that time. <laughs> it's, it's almost criminal, I think. But I was taking the garbage out and just moping my way with the, the trash can and the recycle bin. And just outside is my aspen tree, and I heard a robin singing up in there, but it was too high up, and it was still kind of dark, and I couldn't see that robin, but what a beautiful song. And I said, Mr. and Mrs. Robin, what a beautiful song you are singing. I love that. That helps me today. And that bird, in response, flew down and three feet away from me, got on a branch, looked right at me, and sang the rest of that song. All right, I got a creator who loves me. And you know what? I have that coming here. 
when I'm with God's people, imperfect people. I'm not perfect either, but loved and connected to you because that's God's will when he said, all righteousness will be fulfilled in me, all acceptance. At the 10 years ago, I had been a pastor in a church that actually wanted to say certain people are acceptable and others are not. And I couldn't abide by that anymore, and I left. My wife and I came to this church early service, and then after, shortly after that, we stepped outside with a number of a few people. And out came the banner, the gay pride banner. And we joined the other brothers and sisters to say we support. My wife and I looked at each other and said, this is right. This is righteous. We are free to be connected. Because that's why Jesus was baptized, to fulfill all righteousness. This is God with us. Not in a courthouse somewhere. God with us. I saw that Christmas Eve when I was at the 5 o'clock service and the kids wrote their own verses, their own stanzas to some of the carols. They were connected. They weren't saying, someday you'll be a member. You are. My church... My congregation, we need to be congregated around connection. Hearts that love one another, even when it takes a lot of forgiveness sometimes. We need hearts that are connected, because that's when you are vibrant. You're on the lap of your heavenly Father who's got short sleeves. And we grow, and we're vibrant. And that is my prayer And Jesus has so often repeated that. The world will know you are my disciples if you love each other. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you for not giving up on your world, but coming back and then making a new righteousness of acceptance. We are, we are, undeservedly perhaps, but we're going to accept it and accept each other in that. Thank you. Amen.